Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we are bringing it to you again. This week, looking at one Mr. Trent Jordan Watt, the NFL sacks leader, whether or not he should be the defensive player of the year, but really, is he the best player in all of football? We're going to get into that and a whole lot more on today's edition of the Live Mike. Now, first things first, uh, we really need to just point to the impact that TJ Watt has made for this team. It has been absolutely ridiculous how much better the Pittsburgh Steelers are when number 90 is on the field versus when he is not. Uh, the Steelers, when TJ isn't in the lineup, haven't won a game this year. Um, and when he misses more than a quarter of game action, I believe their record goes something along the lines of 0-4-1. They are not the same team without TJ Watt, and they are considerably better when uh, he is on the field. This guy means everything for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when it comes to breaking down most valuable player, the most valuable player to your team, to the league, that's got to be the guy that pushes the needle in in, an incredible way when it comes to wins and losses. And that is exactly what we've seen from TJ Watt this year. He means everything to the Steelers. Uh, He makes a gigantic impact on every single game he's played. And you could point no no further past this last Sunday's matchup against the Baltimore Ravens as a kind of impact that T.J. Watt is able to have on a game and how he can completely take over and win a game damn near himself. Uh, That stat line against the Ravens, three and a half sacks plus another three TFLs, I believe six total tackles, a forced fumble, and constant pressure. I believe he had six total. Uh, he might even have more than that. Quarterback pressures throughout the entire game on Lamar Jackson company. He was a living nightmare in that Baltimore Ravens backfield. TJ Watt has been unreal, and he's continued to show it uh, here uh, week in, week out throughout the 2021 season. Currently, he's sitting at 16 sacks on the year, and he's doing that despite have only playing in about nine and a half games. It is really ridiculous the numbers uh, TJ's put up um, I did the breakdown on my Twitter account if uh, TJ was healthy and played in every single game this year he'd be on pace for 27 sacks in a season 27 but as we sit here right now he's still on pace for 24 sacks in an NFL season this is ridiculous yes I know there's an extra game but with what missing a uh, two and a half of them uh, yeah he's gonna play in less games than Michael Strahan did when he set the record at 22 and a half I believe is in that 2001 season did you want is primed to break the sacks in a season record here in 2021. He has been an absolute fiend in the backfield, and when he's healthy, he is living in the a quarterback's backfield, and he's just done it in each and every game. Uh, you look at the opponents moving forward and how uh, they've had some O-line struggles. Um, 
we know the Steelers have the Ravens again, who of course have given up a, a bunch of sacks. Uh, they got the the Vikings, who are uh, pretty beat up right now. They're going to be without Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook, and their offense is just going to be missing uh, so many of those layers. So T.J. Watts probably you'd expect to get to, to Kirk Cousin a time or two on Thursday night football. And the Chiefs O line has struggled this year. The Browns O lines. Uh, uh, it's one of the better ones in football, but still, uh, Conklin's done for the year. Who T.J. Watt would be lining up against? He is, has some pretty good matchups throughout the rest of this season, and T.J. Watt very well has a uh, good a shot as any at getting that sacks in a season record. And to dial it back a little bit, he's already tied James Harrison for the Steelers sacks in a season record. 16 sacks. It took uh, James Harrison an entire season to pull that off, and T.J. Watt. Uh, a shade under 10 games of actual playing time. It is ridiculous what T.J. Watt has been able to do, and he's still amongst the league leaders in every major category, despite missing so much game action. It it, it is by far uh, his best season as a pro, which is saying a lot when uh, he was uh, the the second runner-up for Defensive Player of the Year in 2020, and the third runner-up in 2019, and really there's an argument to be made he should have been the best defensive player in football a year ago. Of course, he didn't take home the award last year, but he has to be uh, a heavy favorite at this point in the year. 16 sacks. How how many of them have come in clutch crunch time? Uh, he played a huge factor in the Steelers win against the Ravens. He got that sack fumble which ended the game against the Seattle Seahawks. He's been doing this week in and week out and is a big reason why the Steelers have as many wins as they do. An edge rusher is affecting a game to this level. It is it is really impressive to say the absolute least. Um, the stat came out that T.J. Watt is the first uh, player in NFL history since Reggie White to have 13 sacks in four consecutive seasons. Anytime you could be uh, throwing in a list with Reggie White, you've probably done something pretty darn good. And considering T.J. Watts only played five seasons, uh, he missed a game and some changes as a rookie. Uh, yeah, it's pretty insane what Watt has been able to put on paper and put on tape. He will push JJ, uh, big brother, for uh, that uh, that family sacks record, which is uh, another fun one to have. And you know, uh, little brother TJ is definitely going to want to surpass JJ at any juncture he possibly could. So this is a big one. And really, when it comes to that MVP talk, I think we probably should start lumping T.J. Watt's name in there. When you look across the league, who are the true MVP candidates? Early on in the year, you could probably say Derrick Henry, who was just running the ball over everyone. He's missed a ton of game action. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's put up some decent numbers, but nothing extremely eye-popping. He's had some good games. He's been a great back, but he he won't be the MVP. He might be Offensive Player of the Year, but I I don't see anything past that. Quarterback-wise, there hasn't been any insane performances this year. I think Tom Brady is the, the favorite still to this point to win NFL MVP. He's put together a decent year, but it's nothing that's really screams old Tom. He's put up better seasons. There just isn't someone that's putting together a, an unbelievable year that is a runaway favorite, which you t- you tend to see with an MVP award, but maybe it's time that the, the NFL looks outside of the box and people are actually willing to vote for the best player in football and the player that is actually making the biggest impact for his team. And Trent Jordan Watt, TJ Watt, he is absolutely wholeheartedly that guy for your Pittsburgh Steelers. How many games would they have won if TJ was on the field? Honestly, 
if we looked in the mirror and asked ourselves that question, how many more losses would they have? I really can't see them winning the, the Ravens game without T.J. Watt. That impact he put on tape, do you think Derek Tuska or Taco Charlton's doing that? I, I 100% don't think so. Um, the Seahawks game, uh, how many clutch plays did he make in that one? Uh, when he had to start really trying to defend the run more than uh, chasing after the passer. It was just one of those things where T.J. Watt has been so freaking good for this team. He is dragging them to serious amount of victories. T.J. Watt is the Steelers' best player. He's the best defensive player in football. And really, why can't a top defensive player not be the league's MVP? When someone impacts the game at this high of a rate at a non-quarterback position and really affects that win-loss, like that wins above replacement level, uh, to the extent that Watt is... It's ridiculous. I don't. I can't think of an edge rusher that has single-handedly um, pulled his team to the amount of victories that Watt has. Especially when you take in consideration when he misses time versus when he doesn't. The Steelers are a completely different team when TJ Watt is on the field versus when he is not. So for that reason alone, he's got to be one of your top contenders for the MVP award. And I'd be disappointed if he didn't at least finish in the top three voting for that award. And really on top of this, speaking of the Defensive Player of the Year award, I would be upset that we'd even have to have a conversation at this point. It it is long overdue, and he's put together a better season than he ever has in his entire career. Give this guy his due at uh, Defensive Player of the Year, and really, now we need to hammer him, uh, and really any defensive player that impacts the game of football to the degree that T.J. Watt has, and pulled his team to so many victories, we need to reward success like that especially when there really isn't anyone else lighting the world on fire. Uh, I've seen the arguments a few times already. If the Steelers make the playoffs and T.J. Watt breaks Michael Strahan's sacks in a season record, which he absolutely should, averaging 1.6 sacks per game, he's well on his way to do that by a a couple sacks. Uh, If he's able to do that, he should be the league MVP, and I wholeheartedly agree. At at the end of the day, T.J. Watt, the most amount of games he could play in 2021 is 15. It is 17-game schedule, and he's on pace to break the sacks in a season record. We thought big-time milestones were going to fall this year because of the 17th game, and this guy's probably going to do it without playing anywhere near the 17th game. He'll be playing less than what this, this NFL season has been since the mid-70s. TJ Watt has been unbelievable in 2021, and really, he needs to be rewarded for the success. So with that being said, we're going to jump into a quick break here and be in, back with more live mic action in just a moment.
Okay, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time for the second half of today's show. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor behind the steelcurtain.com. If you like the content you're getting here today, you can always continue this conversation with me over on Twitter at MichaelBeck56. Uh, we can chit-chat, as always, always talking about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As, speaking of all things Pittsburgh Steelers, make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should already be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, so click over to BTS or BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and uh, get your fix of film reviews, commentary, you name it. It's available at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Now, today's show, we are talking about TJ Watt and his impact on the field and why he should should be considered an MVP candidate for this 2021 season. There's no reason for him not to be. TJ Watt's impact has been substantial. Uh, Just watching him play this year, he's been a ridiculous force. He's pushing around offensive tackles like they're nothing. He's a guy that teams are chipping on every single play with running backs and tight ends and sending double teams. He's getting the treatment that people used to bash him for uh, when it came to the Depoy uh, award, uh, when it came to Aaron Donald getting double teamed and triple teamed. That's what T.J. Watt's been doing. It's been growing by the year, but it's more so than ever now. And I think that play uh, that really kind of solidified him as uh, one of those elite of elite players in the NFL was that sack fumble recovery that he had against the Seattle Seahawks uh, when he was triple teamed to start the play before getting to Geno Smith knocking the ball out Steelers recover field goal game over we win uh, TJ Watt he, he's become that guy his entire career trajectory is just him getting better and better and better. When he got to the Steelers, he was probably close to 240, 250 pounds. And now today, he, he's he's lining up. You look at the side-by-sides of him as a rookie with versus him now. He's probably 270, close to 280 pounds, and he is jacked out of his mind. This guy has put in the work to be a better pro each and every offseason during the regular season. He has done nothing but get better, get stronger, get faster, and he's added moves to his repertoire every single year. This guy has been able to add a a power dynamic to his game that he didn't have as a rookie because he was so much smaller than offensive tackles. Now TJ Watt's gotten to the size. He's actually tossing around O tackles with one arm. This guy has made himself an absolute freak of nature in this league. And heck, if he uh, if he looked like this coming out, uh, he probably would have been the, the number one over, overall pick over Miles Garrett uh, back in 2017. It is absolutely incredible what TJ Watt has been able to uh, build himself to be and how good he has been uh, since he's gotten the league and continues to get better with basically every passing snap this guy has been an absolute monster coming from a family like the watts too he has he's definitely always had kind of a, a big lofty goals and expectations set on him by other people by the name that he wears on the back of his jersey of course jj watts one of the best defenders arguably in nfl history i don't think anyone would say he's the all-time goat because of uh, the injury issues he's had but he definitely needs to be on the list of uh, some of the best defenders in football uh, three defensive player of the year awards will uh, cement him as as a Hall of Famer, no doubt, by the time he hangs up his cleats. But with the amount of injury issues uh, JJ's had, 
He hasn't had the significant impact on the game's uh, history books, really, um, than uh, we kind of expected when he was in uh, the early stages of his career. Now, TJ Watt is uh, five years in, and he's he's going to be pushing all of his big brother's stats, uh, the sacks, the fumbles. He, he's just been an absolute machine as an edge rusher. He's been able to overcome these, these lofty goals, which really, I would say, is a burden for any player to step into the league and guys just looking at your name. Heck, it's one letter different than his big brothers when, when you shorten it to JJ and TJ Watt. He just has the expectation built in and a whole heck of a lot of pressure. And this guy has come in and faced it head on and played damn good football and won games. He's made great plays. He's forced fumbles. He's gotten interceptions. This guy has lived up and surpassed any expectation that's been set on him. And that's a testament to his work ethic and what he's been able to do, not just on the field, but in the weight room, in film study. You name it, he is the consummate pro and he's been able to do that throughout his entire career and the reason why he is so good at this point in his career. Uh, And one of the beautiful things here too is TJ Watt seems to continue to get better and the Steelers have him locked up for years to come. Uh, This this is a pillar, a building block of any team uh, being able to have an edge rusher of his capabilities and the Steelers are going to be contenders. With TJ Watt on this roster moving forward, he has put so much... He's made this team really so much better just by his own presence that uh, he can drag this team to victories. And we're seeing that here in 2021. So it's it's really exciting having a player uh, to this level that TJ Watt has been playing at um, throughout this entire year and like how good he has been. And really, when you watch the Steelers defense, you can kind of just watch him and see how teams react to having him on the field, how they have to shift their protections, how the quarterbacks are trying to get rid of the ball quickly or when they try to go into uh, option games and when they have to option the TJ Watt as a uh, as a edge rusher just because that's the nature of the play uh, TJ Watt's been able to stop the run and the pass in these situations and we saw that the two point play against the Baltimore Ravens which kind of looked like if Lamar Jackson had a lane it was going to be a, a QB draw of sorts but because of uh, Watt's ability to stand up and get in his face, uh, Lamar had to throw the ball, and Watt put himself in such a good body position, he disrupted the throw to a degree that Mark Andrews couldn't catch it. TJ Watt has been stuffing plays that he's the option guy, that you're only able to pick one way to shut down a play. Somehow he's doing both. This guy's impact is ridiculous. He's he's basically shutting down half the field as an offense. You can't bootleg out to T.J. Watt's side. You can't leave him unblocked uh, and hope that a, a play-action fake or something is going to slow him down enough. You can't single block him with one tackle. You have to line slide to him. You have to send chips. You have to send uh, running backs just to spy or, or quarterbacks running the other way. And even then, T.J. Watt is finding ways to get sacks. His impact as a defensive player is ridiculous. And one, I don't know if we've ever seen uh, from a front seven player, arguably in the history of this franchise, uh, obviously not to the degree of Mean Joe, certainly not yet. Uh, so I should retract that to a degree. But T.J. Watt's impact has been silly. It, it has been ridiculous what he's been able to do. Uh, as an edge rusher, he is just blowing up guys in the backfield. And he's going to set records because of this. Uh, he's already charging up the Steelers' sacks in a career uh, list. 
heck, by the end of next year, he, he will have a chance with how everything's averaging out this year. He'll have a chance to be the Steelers' top sack artist by the end of next season, by the end of his sixth year. That doesn't make any sense. For a team with the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a guy to come in and be the sacks king in six years blows my mind. This guy has been so good at getting the, the passer. He's been so good at getting tackles for loss, at disrupting plays, that he is putting himself in in conversations with guys that are all-time Steelers that had 12-year careers, 15-year careers, uh, guys that approached 20 years of NFL football action. TJ Watts throwing his name in that mix, and he isn't even finished his fifth year yet. How is this possible? How has he been able to make this big an impact for a team with the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers? We need to appreciate what we have in this edge rusher because TJ Watt is a special player. He's a guy that uh, you could lump in already with the likes of Troy Polamalu, with James Harrison. Heck, he's going to smash all of James James Harrison's records (laughs) within the next two years. All of them. And like these are the guys that you already got to compare him to, and he's going to surpass all these guys in record time. It is crazy. He's going to be a guy. If he has a 15-year career, and of course you're going to slow down as you get older, he's going to be a guy that you're going to have to be like, man, was this guy better than Joe Green? Like obviously rings are going to help that conversation for anyone, as uh, as we know as Steelers fans, uh, rings mean everything. But heck, with the way this guy's going, he could go down as perhaps a franchise goat, one of the greatest players to ever dress in the black and gold. I think I think you can already consider him one of the greatest players to wear this color scheme (laughs) because of the impact he's had on this game and the stretch this five-year stretch the five first five years of his career are some of the best seasons ever from a pass rusher in the history of the game and tj watt is just hitting his stride now he's he's probably going to end this year with north of 20 sacks in 15 games if he's able to stay healthy (laughs) he might be breaking the, the the nfl sacks in the season record he should be a candidate for league MVP like we've talked about. He is doing stuff that uh, really no, not many edge rushers or defenders in general have been able to do in their career, and he's doing that this year. He's still young. He still has many years left of his prime. This guy is going to put together stupid stupid career stats by the time everything is said and done. He has been so good for this team and moving forward I fully expect him to be just as good. But here in 2021 if he can continue this 1.6 sacks per game output that he's been on he's going to break records he's going to drag this team in the playoffs and he should be rewarded for the effort that he's been able to put on tape. So consider this my pitch for TJ Watt to be the NFL's MVP up up until this point. And if he can continue it throughout the rest of the 2021 season, this guy's a stud and someone we need to appreciate and uh, recognize with uh, some serious hardware. One, one of which uh, a defensive player hasn't seen in a very, very long time. So with all that being said, I want to thank you for listening to today's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. And once again, my name is Michael Beck, your deputy editor of said BehindTheSteelCurtain.com website. Uh, 
But before we let you go, need to remind you to click over to BTSC. Uh, should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and as well as that, make sure you're listening to the entire family of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com fa- uh, podcast. Uh, you'll be able to hear... Uh, up to what 25 shows a week if you're a Steelers fan which I know if you're still listening you're a Steelers diehard so make sure you are tuning into all these great shows there's something for you from fantasy football to social media to film rooms to all our great live shows that air every night on YouTube and Facebook just make sure you're checking out the entire family of BTSC we're bringing great content to you and if you like subscribe five stars what have you it's going to allow us to bring you more great content So thanks again for listening to today's edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, and we'll catch you guys soon.